Hey, this is Stu with Bitcoin Fi, the cross section between financial independence and crypto. And I wanted to share some more thoughts today. I've been struggling lately on how to think about my crypto portfolio. Where I'm coming from is the financial independence community. And that whole community is all about saving up money and investments so that you can live off of your investments indefinitely and basically you have the freedom to do whatever you want whether it's to continue working to career pivot you know maybe you want to do some other job that doesn't pay quite as well but it's something that you love or maybe you just want to retire or take a sabbatical or travel that's what that whole community is about is saving up a pile of money that you can live off of for the rest of your life basically and how they do that is through index funds mostly and it's all about just dollar cost average get as much as you can in VTSAX or some other portfolio that you come across or figure out that's what they do the other option is to go the real estate route and get a certain amount of rentals where you can have those rentals either paid off or cash flowing enough to fund your lifestyle, whether that's 40000 60000 or 100000 a year. And those rentals are going to get paid off over time. They're going to appreciate over time. Or you can sell them off over time or just collect rent over time and somehow just live off of that, basically. So that's where I'm coming from, and that's the mindset I'm having is just the, you got to accumulate so that at some point you can live off of what your portfolio throws off. And that's kind of how I was approaching crypto, is I just need to accumulate. And again, I don't know how I'm ever going to use it or when I'm ever going to use it. But I'm starting to learn a little bit more about this. I guess, in a way, I didn't want to put too much in because I wasn't sure how I was ever going to use it. But what has opened up possibilities is Celsius and BlockFi, some of these companies that let you borrow against your crypto for very, very cheap. And I think that's a very good option to avoid taxable events. That's another topic I want to talk about is the tax side of things at some point because that is a huge headache. I'm not going to go into that today. But you want to act like the rich people. Like what the wealthy do is they have a certain amount of money that they have and they're not going to touch it but they will just margin that money they will just borrow defer and die and they never touch the principal and so I think that it's coming to be that way with Celsius BlockFi and some of these other places where you can get crypto backed loans it's also getting that way uh, even like M1 Finance it's a very popular brokerage app with the financial independence community because you have a really cheap margin loan that you can get no credit check it's as low as two percent basically M1 Finance will let you borrow 35 percent of your portfolio at two percent interest and the rate can change depending on what the Federal Reserve sets the rates at but it's super cheap debt that you could use to live off of or use to buy other investments that Again, you could use that to buy rentals that you can live off the cash flow. So anyway, some great tools there. 
and some things I want to talk about with crypto loans. Eventually I'm going to get one and I'll provide a YouTube tutorial and a blog post and I'll talk more about how this process goes. But what I'm learning about now is just opening my mind up to potentially taking profits. I'm just trying to reconcile buy and hold and never sell, never take off the pile with the crypto cycle. And this is something I've made a YouTube video about, but Bitcoin has a four-year halving cycle. And without getting too complicated, I have a blog post about mining, so I'll link that. But basically what happens is Bitcoin gets mined by computers. There's 21 million Bitcoin. And when Bitcoin first came out back in 2008 or 2009, the mining that was taking place was releasing more Bitcoin at the rate of about 50 Bitcoin every 10 minutes. And every four years, the open, like this is the code of Bitcoin, is that every four years it makes itself more scarce. So after four years in 2012, instead of releasing 50 Bitcoins every 10 minutes, it cut itself in half and it released 25 Bitcoins every 10 minutes. And in 2013, we saw a huge price run up because of this increase in scarcity. In 2016, it halves again. And now it's 12.5 Bitcoin every 10 minutes. And in 2017, we found a new phase of price discovery to deal with the increased scarcity. Here we are in 2021, where Bitcoin has hit some new all-time highs in the 60,000s. And there's a lot of people saying it's going to go higher based on the historical patterns in 2012, 2013, 2016, 2017. It halved again in 2020 to where now it's releasing only 6.25 Bitcoin every 10 minutes. It's now at the point where 19 million Bitcoin have been released and there's only 21 million. There's so much less supply coming out and the demand is going up. And so if we're just looking at supply and demand, there's not a whole lot coming out anymore. Most of it's already out. And exchanges don't have a lot to sell. And that's what's kind of driving the prices up lately. But it's interesting. I'm going to link to this website called Look Into Bitcoin. There's this guy on Twitter you can look at. His name is Plan B. I believe he's from the Netherlands, and he's a former institutional investor, very smart guy, and he has mapped out what's known as the stock-to-flow model. This is exactly how you price gold, silver, diamonds, and other commodities. Gold, we kind of know how much gold there is in the world, and we also kind of know how much gold we're going to mine in 2021 or 2022. We don't know exactly how much we're going to mine, but based on historical, maybe we are going to mine X amount of pounds of gold, right? So you have the current stock of gold in a ratio against how much gold we're going to add to the current stock. Same thing with Bitcoin. We have 19 million Bitcoin, and the flow of Bitcoin is 6.25 every 10 minutes. Okay? In 2024, it's going to drop again to 3.125. And the last Bitcoin is not slated to be mined until the year 2140. So 100 and 
19 years from now. But it's going to become increasingly rare until then. Alright, that's kind of interesting, but basically what this means is that we are in the middle of this price discovery cycle where Plan B has his stock to flow model and it's really interesting to watch. He has correctly predicted a worst case scenario price for August of 2021, September of 2021. The price for August was 47,000, Bitcoin closed right above it. His price for September was 43,000, Bitcoin closed right above that. His price for October, I'm recording this on October 30th, his price for Bitcoin in October is 63,000 and it's at 62,000. So we will see tomorrow if it closes at the number that he says. His price for November is 98,000 and December is 135,000. We will see if he can nail five months in a row. But it basically seems like if Bitcoin follows the same pattern relatively that it did in 2013 and 2017, Everyone on Twitter, in crypto Twitter, is expecting what's known as kind of like a blow-off top of price discovery, a big run-up to around 200000 to estimates I've heard as high as 500000 It sounds crazy, it sounds outlandish, but when you look at the charts, it actually looks super obvious and predictable. So I have a YouTube video where you can see some of these charts and how Bitcoin is looking historically. Historically, it looks cheap right now. It sounds crazy because it's at 61, 62,000. We're about to find out if the price of Bitcoin is just random, if it's just all over the map and crazy, or if it's actually super, super predictable. I am not going to make a prediction officially, but just going off of what everyone else is saying and what these charts are saying, it does look like to me that I would say there is a good chance Bitcoin goes to around 200 to 250,000 before it crashes back down to what stock to flow says. The stock to flow chart says it should be around 78,000 to 80,000 right now. But historically it actually crashes way below that. In 2013, the stock to flow model was saying it should be around $400 a coin, but it actually crashed down to nearly 200, 50% below what the stock to flow model predicted. And eventually it kind of came back to that. But then in 2017, we had a big blow off top up to 20,000. Stock to flow said it should be around 6,000. But instead it crashed down below that after the big blow off top, it, it crashed down to 3,500. So now here we are in 2021, it says it should be around 78,000. We're probably going to overshoot as all this mainstream adoption is taking place to 200, 250,000, maybe 300 or more before crashing back down to, it says it should be around 80,000, but it might crash back down to 40 or 50. So I'm trying to reconcile buy and hold investing that I've been taught for years, that I've been practicing for over a decade with do I try and do something with this cycle? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Is it might make sense to sell a little bit if it does get to 250000 And if it follows the trend 
and it crashes back down to, say, 50000 I could potentially double my holdings or close to it. I could potentially sell 10% of my holdings at the top, not go into the next tax bracket, and then basically go from having a certain amount of crypto to increasing that by 50 to 100% if I time it right. And we're not supposed to market time with the fire movement. We're not supposed to sell. We're not supposed to trade like this. And that's what I'm trying to figure out is in this video that I've made. Do I market time? Do I go for it or not? Um, I probably will <laughs> sell 10% of my portfolio in hopes of buying back in a new crypto winter up to 50% more crypto than I had when I started. So anyway, we'll see. I will link the video. Let me know what you think. And if you're familiar with the halving cycle, maybe that's new to you. Let me know if you have any questions. I want to explain that more. I'll make a blog post and maybe some visualizations. But it's very interesting stuff. And we'll see how it all plays out. But this is going to be a pretty interesting three to six months. All right. That's all I have for today. Thanks for listening. Remember that financial independence is doable, and I will be back with you soon.